brain Welcome into his frequency Enter at your own risk Come be at peace with me Ask the Paul Where we rise and don't fall Welcome back to another episode of Baxter's Buds. I am your host, Baxter E. Hall. Welcome to my brain. Welcome to my frequency. Enter at your own risk. Today, I have a special guest with me. She is the um, director of Detroit for Venture for America, also known as VFA, um, Hillary Frunchak. Yes. Welcome to Baxter's Buzz. It's so good to have you on. Thank you so much. It's an honor and pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we we met um, some time ago last summer. Yeah, I think warm. It, or maybe it was it, last fall, last fall. I mean, either or. I think it was the Ann Arbor track. I think, I think y'all had a nice little booth there. Yes, Kaepernick had, had a nice booth. And then we started to chit-chat. And, you know, I hadn't um, known much about VFA. And I was, like, super impressed and said, hey, we need to get together. I want to learn more. And also, you know, was hoping that if it's something that I would, you know, be appreciative of, that other folks would, too. So I'm glad that you're yes. here today so we can kind of talk about um, what – what you all do and how we can kind of help spread the word. So first of all, tell me what Venture for America is. Yeah, absolutely. So we, Venture for America, VFA, you'll probably hear me use kind of both of those throughout. Um, we're 501c3, aka we're a nonprofit organization uh, that provides a two-year fellowship opportunity for diverse really high caliber, high talent individuals who want to learn how to build businesses, create opportunities for others and become, become entrepreneurs. So essentially what that looks like is we, you know, kind of recruit from our regional universities and universities across the country, um, train those top college grads, send them off to startups so they can kind of learn what it's like to build a company, grow it, um, do all of those fun things, right? So that you know, by the time that they leave our fellowship or graduate out, or even during that time, they themselves start their own companies and or continue to become those startup leaders uh, here in our different cities. And so, of course, during those two years that they're with the startups and with us, uh, they help to build and support those companies out. And then again, continuing to launch their careers as entrepreneurs and startup leaders. Very cool. Very, very, very yeah. good. So, um you're recruiting these um, these uh, graduating students coming out of, like you said, the regional um, uh, university. So, so the director of Detroit specifically, kind of where are you looking at uh, talent? Oh, that's a yeah, that's a great question. So, of course, we're in you know 13 cities, but primarily I'm focused on schools across the state of Michigan. And primarily, I go to a lot of events at MSU, uh, U of M, my alma mater at Eastern Michigan, um, of course, as well as like um, our local schools to Detroit. So Oakland, Wayne State primarily. So those are kind of the schools in which that I spend a lot of time um, recruiting from and attending events. Well, yeah, there's so much talent and so many great um, colleges, universities here. Um, it's 
I mean, it's a nice spot to be when you're talking about, you know, recruiting talent. So you, you, you recruit the talent and then you pair them with these startups. Where, tell me about the relationships that you all have with, with these startups and how, how do you forge those? Oh, uh, you're like really talking about the season that we're in right now, <laughs> or I guess the season that we're um, always in of building relationships with different company partners across our markets. And so how that looks uh, is attending different events, right? So like the Ann Arbor, Viewtech, uh, Trek, can't even remember the name of that, but attending events like that, Michigan Tech Week, um, different happy hours and meetups across the city to really get in front of a lot of our founders, right? Because um, they're busy, right? Uh, as most of us are. And so a lot of our relationship building is in person at these events. It's a lot through emailing and calling and just inviting in to chat about, hey, like, how are you all doing at this moment? <laughs> you know, not even talking quite yet about like their hiring needs, you know, so really trying to build out that trust and that core of relationship building. So that's kind of how we go and forge those paths ahead. Well, it, makes, it makes sense, right? I mean, first mm -hmm. of all, that's the space that you're in naturally because of the um, the fellows. Is that the right way right. to say it? It is, yeah. So, um, and so you, it's not uncommon. You're not following on, on something that you don't, you're not tied to. So you are curious because, whatever insights they can give you, you can give back to the fellow. So it, it's like this, you know, there's very much like this complimentary partnership, but then if they do have staffing needs or if they do see a need for those, um, some, some folks to come in and contribute in some way and learn the business, right. It feels like um, one hand kind of washes the other in that, in that sense. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for at least like for me and kind of like what the goal of all of that is, it's, you know, for individuals to meet each other because great things happen when we do, right? Case in point, we're chit-chatting today. That's right. Um, but as you had mentioned, it's kind of like one hand washes the other. We get to build and support each other in our different journeys at those different spaces and places, right? Um, with the, I think with the ultimate goal and outcome is that we all end up becoming even stronger leaders for not just our companies, but then obviously for our cities, for our regions, for our ecosystems at large. So then where we can kind of continue to like, to build, you know, uh, a stronger economy, stronger relationships. And so I think really, that is the really nice piece of whether or not a company wants to hire, at least they get to meet young entrepreneurs, connect them to other founders who could be mentors, right? Um, so it's a really, uh, really cool experience and uh, fellowship. Very nice. You you talked about the type of um, students that you are recruiting. You mentioned mm -hmm. diverse. Talk, talk about your targeted groups and sort of who are you trying to um, recruit and and sort of open up these these doors and avenues for. Oh, Baxter, I love that question because of course, typically when you look at the scene across for like entrepreneurship and startups, it, it tends to be very homogenous, right? And it's, it tends to be, you know, usually white men. <laughs> and so a lot of like, what, what, what? yeah, crazy. <laughs> who, who knew? <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. And so, which is what I really love that question. And that's a shift and kind of, I don't want to say shift, probably more like of a priority and focus area of what BFA is doing and trying to recruit students from across universities. So of course, like regionally, you know, it's, you know, targeting still some of our schools, but it's also looking at different colleges. So typically we look at, you know, uh, College of Business, sometimes College of Engineering, but have we looked at uh, like, let, uh, like U of M's LSA, so Letters of uh, Science and Arts. So really kind of expanding that search. We've also uh, have specific folks on our team who are targeting our HBCUs, our HSIs, and really a lot of those schools where um, those students may not have always had that opportunity or have not known really about uh, BFA, what we're about. And so we've kind of really shifted and prioritized um, to those schools as well, and not just always our coastal, but I'm called IDD. No, that, that's amazing. Um, I was, uh, there was a presentation that I sat in for um, here recently, and mm -hmm. the, the number of entrepreneurs in the greater Detroit area compared to some other, um, compared to all the other states, um, is really low. Um, and I was really surprised by that. And I think um, it probably ties into some of what you mentioned. I mean, Detroit as a whole is, you know, huge, you know, majority Black population, right? Um, I know you're not just targeting Detroit, but I think it, I think those two things sort of are, are both contribute. So you have this large black population, you have um a group that maybe hasn't had the access or had the opportunities to really get exposed into these sort of entrepreneurial spaces. And sort of overall, you look at like, you know, the Detroit hustle, the the way that sort of we go about our business. And it's like, but why aren't these, why aren't we tapping into more of that that talent, right? And and so mm -hmm. I really love the approach that you all are having. And yeah, like maybe not a not a shift, but more of an intentionality. So kudos mm -hmm. to to you all for sort of being intentional around that because it, it's it's definitely needed. Oh, absolutely. And what I love about the Detroit spirit, uh, and you know, VFA has been in Detroit since the beginning, so 2012, over a decade. And we, I think that intentionality is to always make sure that not only do our fellows reflect the cities in which like they're going to, but then also the companies that we're bringing, that we're looking to source to hire our fellows, right? And so that means ensuring that we are chatting with a lot of our Black entrepreneurs and a lot of our Black founders uh, to make sure that even if, again, if they can't hire, that's okay. Who else can we connect you to? Like, what else does that access look like? And, and vice versa, like, who are we not talking to that we should? Yeah. Um, that's what I really loved about the Detroit spirit and uh, just the fellows who are interested in Detroit. And those who are from here who want to stay, because there's a lot going on um, in the city and the region, they want to be involved with that. But then others who are like, that seems like a really great opportunity. Like, how how can I be a part of that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, speaking of, I mean, I know that that, that talk about your um, evolution and your experience and kind of what led you to BFA, if you will. I mean, this is this is not a new space for you. Well, I mean, in some ways, it is. Um, like my my whole career my professional life was just so interesting to say at 32 to be like my professional life so far um <laughs> it's it's wild to say out loud but um has always been a nonprofit. like I've always worked for nonprofits, and so again continuing to work in a nonprofit, that's a very familiar space however working primarily with entrepreneurs with startups like being more involved in tech entirely new space um so yeah, like the trajectory, you know, went to school at Eastern, studied psych, thought I really wanted to be a clinical psychologist, which still could be a thing. But um, I, you know, made a pivot uh, to then go on to get my master's of international development because my my goal at the end of the day is to really do a lot of this good work across the globe. Um, and so how that looked once I graduated was I stayed in Pittsburgh, which is where I got my master's. And I worked for a small nonprofit that supported other nonprofits, <laughs> right? The buzzword capacity building, it's strengthening those other nonprofits. So again, my whole career so far, nonprofits. And it wasn't toward, it wasn't until towards the end where I actually started to get more involved in kind of more collaborative work with nonprofits and government agencies and nonprofits and for-profits and started going to attend a lot more tech events and entrepreneurial uh, type happy hours. And I was like, oh, this is a really cool space. I had never considered this piece of different stakeholders, right? That can really support and lift up and kind of build communities. No, I mean, so, oh yeah. I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 you go. Sometimes I, I I'm like, just, oh, that's a conversation. Let's no, I was just going to say, like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I get so inspired by entrepreneurs or just the people, you know, folks with the entrepreneurial spirit. It it really kind of fuels me. And um, I can I can imagine like being very like feeling very invested in those folks and, you know, the passion that they have when they describe um, these ventures, right, and and what they plan on um, doing, and how they plan on impacting the the community and the world, even and mm -hmm. and, and help you know and this you know helping them to see that vision out. I'm I'm sure it's like very very inspiring. Oh, it is. I mean, that is it's you're you're right. It's the fuel, right? It's what keeps you know. It's what wakes me up in the morning. Sometimes it's what keeps me up at night. <laughs> thinking about right um and that's really what I've loved over the years and thank you for saying that out loud is you know being inspired and then finding ways in which to support those dreams or those whether it's a nonprofit or a startup um really supporting them in that journey so that they can do that even better um give you know What's that financial capital look like? Who else should be invested? So that's where I get a lot of like joy from. Yeah. I think similarly, right? Yeah. And 
yeah, it's, I mean, what I've really enjoyed and loved about being at VFA, I was have to say, I didn't feel this um, previously at other companies, but I think like working primarily with the younger individuals who are just like coming up with the most amazing ideas, uh, who are seeing things that like I had never seen before, had never thought to piece together. And you're right to see the joy in their eyes, to see that passion, that fire. It's, it's infectious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's, it's what I've really loved and enjoyed. Plus they've also taught me how to chill out a little bit. So I, who doesn't love that piece yeah. uh, working with young individuals. <laughs> yeah. I was at an event yesterday and we were talking about just talent and, and sort of trends and as it relates to not just HR, but just dealing with the, you know, five generations sometimes that are there in, in workplaces. And, you know, of course, there was a conversation around, you know, Gen Z and, um, you know, someone said, you know, they don't they don't have the values that that we had, you know, yeah. growing up and this or that. And and I just and I said, yeah, they don't have the same value. They have value. They just have different ones. Right. And, and there's so much that we can learn from them if we just if we take the time to listen. Oh, sorry. I have to like snap that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah listening is a huge piece of it. I also feel making sure they have access and opportunity to showcase some of those values or showcase, you know, what they're thinking of how we might improve different things. Um, you know, obviously they get like, it's not gonna be able to like change the full structure of something, but like, what are those little steps in which to show their leadership, to showcase how their values do align um, is super important. And I mean, I find great value in that kind of like five generation kind of company, right? Where we all get to learn and work from each other. Um, but yeah, listening is the first step. Yeah, it's for key. sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, so we're recording in June. You know, this will this this will be um this will be out in June. But July, there's a number of things that are coming down the pike for oh. for you, um, especially some some live um workshops and events right around VFA. So like talk about what what's coming and what you're gearing up for in July. What are we not gearing up for in July? <laughs> That's, uh, I think, usually the better way to phrase it. I'm just kidding. So coming up in July, VFA, like here in Detroit, we're going to be hosting hundreds of our fellow, like incoming fellows, returning fellows for their year two over the course of two weeks for various programming. Um, so the last two weeks of July, we're hosting um, for our year two fellows, um, what we call Redux. And essentially Redux is a professional development program for fellows at the one mark year of their VFA uh, fellowship. Uh, that is also like meant to kind of help continue to grow them into the startup leaders uh, that they are, you know, you know, aspiring to be and have also achieved, you know, it's like one of those things like, they are leaders, but how do we continue to like nurture and support that? Um, so that's Redux. 
Within that, we also have what's called Site Project-a-thon or SPAT. Um, the best way to look at that is it's, it's a kind of like 36 hour intensive hackathon where our fellows work in teams on a business idea or a side project and then pitch it to their cohort and then a room of judges as well. Very cool. So, right? Yeah, we've, we've had a, a lot of different fellows who uh, who have brought their ideas to SPAT, who have pitched, and then later on have continued to work on that and have started companies based off of that, have gotten into our accelerator, have, you know, become what we would call our fellow founded companies or FFCs. And so SPAT's a really special uh, program for us. And um, we've got uh, one of our Detroit 2021 fellows who was working on their project that uh, they had presented at SPAT a year ago. And just to see where they're at in terms of capital raise to um, becoming part of accelerator cohorts, like it's just like really exciting. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was about to say, like, I saw a little like spark, a little light bulb. <laughs> I'm listening. Go ahead, finish, finish that oh. thought and then, yeah, talk about talk about the, the other couple of things that you have. Oh, yeah. Um, we have what's called Rise Retreat, um, which is essentially we VFA has what we call rice groups uh, that exist to like empower, provide opportunities and create this like formal community space for fellows and alum that identify, well, who identify with groups that are typically and historically unrepresented in entrepreneurial and in innovative uh, communities. And so we're bringing them all together to Detroit to have a retreat to kind of talk about their goals for the year um, kind of pass the baton from uh, one group lead to the other and to really kind of plan out what the next year is going to look like for them in terms of events, in terms of recruiting uh, fellows to their groups, etc. cetera. Uh, but then the biggest program that we have coming to Detroit um, is called Trading Camp. And that's where our incoming, our newest class uh, for 2023 uh, gets to come to Detroit uh, and essentially it's our summer boot camp uh, community building and entrepreneurial training for again the newest class of fellows coming in so hundreds of folks between fellows staff stakeholders everyone is coming to Detroit uh, in a little over a month which is pretty exciting so yeah you you have programming for incoming for folks at the halfway mark you have um folks that are complete you know completing their fellowship uh what do you call them once they're once they're completed their fellowship at that stage we refer as our vfa alum or alumni Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, mm -hmm. I didn't know if there was still like a play on like fellows or something like that. Um, I'm just trying I to mean, get the right language. I mean, who knows? Like, if we could, we could switch it up. I mean, we will still almost always refer to them as fellows, regardless. We'll just attach the year in which you know they had started the cohort and fellowship. Uh, um, but yeah, I think like 
in theory, they become alums. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So it, it sounds like, you know, you are going after these, you know, unique um, um, students, you know, with maybe some different ideas, maybe there's some un underrepresentation. Um, you're helping them through this fellowship, but then also providing these resources and then saying, hey, we'll, we'll you know, back some of these, the, the best ideas, you know, we're not done supporting. And so it's a very, um, it feels like there's not a place necessarily where it's like, all right, all right, good luck with everything. Like there seems to be built-in support from the, when they start the program all the way through, you know, like their entire maybe entrepreneurial career almost. Absolutely. We, I think we had talked earlier about intentionality, right? So within the past year, we've, created or have um, kind of brought new positions and new roles at BFA, two of which are to kind of support and target um, our alum and fellows kind of post uh, the fellowship. So we recently um, hired someone internally to be our director of alumni engagement. Mm, I love that. Right? Because it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Like, to your point, we kind of like, bring folks to the end of two years. And yes, there are some support and resources once they've kind of graduated, but sometimes it, you know, we may not have always done the best, like keeping in contact and engagement. So we now have someone dedicated for that. And as well as a VP of venture growth. So again, for a lot of our founders, you know, here's a whole department. And the really cool thing about both of those positions uh, they are held by two VFA alums. Who past fellows. Who are past fellows, who, who've been through the program, who know exactly what's happening and how folks are feeling and how to navigate, uh, you know, what folks might be feeling and experiencing. So we have those supports. So we're, again, being more intentional about what does that look like post-fellowship? Um, and it doesn't even mean like, what does that look like per city, like BFA city that we're in? What does that look like across the board? Since we have uh, fellows and alum across the United States, some globally. So how can we ensure that we're always keeping that engagement top priority as well as um, what, what do those resources look like for that particular part of your journey at this moment? No, I love, I love that. I love mm -hmm. that. Um, That's really fun. You have your hands full in, in the next, you know, 30 days, I'm sure, pre prepping <laughs> in, and and then all of the action um, that that will happen once once folks are here, boots on the ground and the hundreds of, of um, fellows that that'll be, um, you know, hitting these different workshops and training camps and these retreats. I, I, I think it's amazing. Um, is there a way? If folks are saying, "Oh, I have a, you know, a child with the entrepreneurial spirit," or they may be saying, "Hey, I'm completing court," like, what's the best mm -hmm. way to sort of reach out to you all to get hooked up with VFA? Great. I mean, definitely you can 
go to our website at ventureforamerica.org. Find us on all the different socials, or at least not all of them. Last I checked, I don't think we're on TikTok, but definitely like LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, you can find us there. Um, But I'm also more than happy to connect with folks. You know, I'll make sure that my information is provided and like LinkedIn um, sort of hyperlinked and email. Like I'm happy to talk to folks and kind of direct them to like, whether it's our application or to become a fellow or whether it's to maybe hire or you want to get more involved in being a mentor or, you know, of other places that we should be and like, let's connect and chat. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, she is the director of Detroit for Venture for America. Um, and even though she didn't realize it, she's been doing some similar work this whole time. I'm going to argue that. <laughs> but we'll talk about that offline. Um, yeah. Hillary Franchak, uh, thank you for joining Back to this Buzz. To everyone that may be listening or, or watching this, please continue to engage with the content. If there's, uh, you know, we'd love to hear feedback from you all. Um, I just want to let everyone know that you are all capable. You just need to embrace your own frequency. Um, so on behalf of Hillary, I am Baxter E. Hall. And until next time, uh, peace. Welcome into his brain. Welcome into his frequency. Enter at your own risk. Come be at peace with me. Ask the Paul, where we rise and don't fall.